Tilling the tillings. Feeling or feelings. Tilling the tillings. Yes. Feeling our feelings. Feeling our feelings. Tilling the tillings. I have so much feelings. <laughs> Tilling the tillings. That's we are here. This is a really, it's become a really important subject for me, feeling our feelings. And it's also one that's kind of naturally coming up in our narrative more. And I think what was really important for me was that I gathered together people that I respect and like professionals and practitioners that I, I respect and I want to have this chat with, basically. Um... And for you specifically, I feel like I've watched your journey over the last couple of months and I've just, I've been really inspired that um, like your commitment, your, your availability, your like your regular um, posting, like your energy with your showing up online has been really inspiring. Um, and yeah, I've just, I've loved watching your journey like unfold. And so it was really important that I reached out and got your opinion on this subject basically and just got you involved. You know, yeah. I'm honored. I'm honored to, to to be in this space and yeah, the Instagram world and like you know doing your own business. It's a, it's a beast. It's a beast of like self development and like a spiritual journey in it in and of itself that I'm like conquering every day. So I'm thank you for recognizing that. Um, yeah. I think there is a natural fear of showing up as yourself online and it's you it's just us like it's me it's me stopping myself it's my fears no one else really cares you know as much as my fears about it so um and you've been someone that i've definitely yeah. watched put those fears aside as such of like the work that i that i talk about like really practicing it to to really move through those fears and imposter syndrome and all of that Next thing, of course, that I wanted to do is just introduce you a little bit for anybody that would not be familiar with you. Healer, art therapist, and trauma coach, which I really like online. Um, and you mentioned that you are focused on helping women, um, your help, um, helping women to heal their trauma, rediscover their creativity in their soul, and learn to live an embodied life of authenticity and expression. Yeah, so I mean, I started my journey as an art therapist. I came into this healing work as an art therapist. Mm -hmm. And um, honestly, as I was training, and this was three years ago, as I was training, I kind of just felt more and more drawn into other modalities as well. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up just as I was healing myself, as I was growing myself, I started really looking into and discovering how, you know, these different modalities, especially in terms of somatics and, and nervous system work, as well as, you know, intuitive energy work, specifically like three, these three dimensions, mm -hmm. how they have served me on my journey. I really wanted to bring that and incorporate mm -hmm. that into creativity and you know art and like put that all together and so yeah it's just kind of since then blossomed into its own thing mm. and now I really do just really believe that 
we and each of us are more than just our minds, right? We're more than just our bodies too. And we're more than just a consciousness or a spirit. And we're all, we're many dimensions put together um, all at once. And so when we do this work to heal or to grow or to expand, it really is about connecting ourselves back to like all dimensions of us <laughs> and like our feelings, our emotions, our memory, it's stored in so many different dimensions. And so, um, yeah, that's kind of now the basis of the work that I do with clients, um, just kind of healing multidimensionally. And so that's why you see it's kind of like healer, <laughs> trauma coach, mm. our therapists put together. Yeah. No, I love that because when we train as art therapists, you're right, we're all such, uh, we bring such different skills and we have different skill sets, not just in our present, but we brought with us, with our traumas and, you know, with our personality. So it's so true when we leave, we're, we're very different therapists, you know, we have that creative element uh, within our practice, but it's really true. We all go down different avenues and it's been brilliant. You're right. I've watched you bring the body work and the somatic work, which is kind of exploding as well now and it's really beneficial and it's really helpful and it's really yeah. healing um yeah and it, it, it's beautiful really it's just well done to you it's been really inspiring watching you like yeah. unfold you know and I also yeah I would also add here um that I think I don't know in I don't know as a therapist when I was training to become a therapist it was you know we can I, I think sometimes we can be really boxed in by like the clinical frameworks and like clinical ways of doing things um, and helping people. And I think that what I have just kind of found more and more is, I don't know, there's so many ways to connect and so many ways for people to heal that are sometimes a little bit out of the quote unquote ordinary, <laughs> a little bit out of the box. Um, mm. And when, I don't know, we expand that conversation, it allows for just more people to resonate, right? More people to resonate with these different modalities, different ways of thinking, different perspectives, um, different ways of healing, and it just makes it more available and accessible for more people. Mm. Um, yeah, which is a part of why, yeah, I've really kind of like, yeah. Why, why I'm doing the work that I do and, and, and on, in the online space especially mm -hmm. yeah that's, a, that's one I haven't fully committed to to be totally honest but um, I am now I feel a new energy um, and you know mm. I was just thinking when you were talking there there's something you're right um, what I've been thinking a lot about recently is the sense of radical honesty in the therapeutic space that I think as therapists you mentioned about a clinical there is this kind of undertone and non-verbal uh, perception that we have to be very cautious about what we're saying um, to not cause further harm of course to be really ethical to be really professional um, to kind of be client-led but I feel there's been a loss of kind of radical honesty in the therapeutic space and I think that also is part of this theme that I, I wanted to talk to you about today which is feeling our feelings I feel it's all connected to being really truly honest there's something about the honesty element mm. that I feel needs more of our attention um, and I think it's a brave one especially as therapists well as anyone actually anyone it's a, it's really brave for any of us to be really radically honest you know with ourselves and one another you know there's a lot of fear in that 
there's a lot of fear and I think that there are just for all of us we don't realize it until we go really deep into the work but we all carry so much shame Mm -hmm. around just different unconscious shadow pieces that so true that make us feel like we have to hide right or make us feel like we can't show up in a certain way or that we have to avoid or that we have to you know present ourselves in a way that isn't fully authentic so true um and it's yeah and i think it's honestly i think what the the main one of the key reasons why sometimes we avoid or we numb out or we repress our feelings it's it's because of shame it's like an emotion that we carry that suppresses other emotions Mm -hmm. um and yeah that's i think a lot of the healing that we do and a lot of the feeling has to do with untangling that shame Mm -hmm. whatever that looks like for you Mm -hmm. it's a big Mm. one shame is a big one (laughs) and that's all and that's a hard one to feel, isn't it? That's, who, um, and that's perfect into, into this theme, right? Which is feeling our feelings, which, um, so this started for me, this kind of focus on this theme started a couple of years ago for me when I came across this guy. He's a little controversial. His name is AJ Miller and he's based in Australia and he has this kind of online space called Divine Truth. Now it's quirky, so it might not be for everyone, but... I really, really thoroughly got, something was awoken inside of me from listening to his um, subjects, especially talking about feelings. Um, and he, he was talking a lot about the soul and how, um, you know, to, um, he talked a lot about how within all of us, we are born innately with this ability, this capacity to naturally feel our feelings in a very kind of smooth way. Um, and that we've, become we've got further and further away from that and the main source of us moving far away from feeling our feelings is fear so he speaks a lot about fear and you mentioned shame and in a way they're quite connected you know they're definitely linked um and so he mentioned that the way to address this is to feel the fear around feeling our feelings um and so this kind of just evoked this this thought for me at the time and i started practicing it in my my day to day and it's become a lot more unconscious like all practices and habits that we that we bring in and i can i can see it and i catch myself doing it now every day and it's just it's just growing in me this this exploration i suppose this personal exploration exploration of feeling our feelings what does it do how does it affect me and it, i've seen quite a big shift in in practicing this and so professionally, being here with you, for an example, and talking to people about this now, I just want to explore what does it feel like? What's the experience like for, for us? Um, and, and how ultimately can that shift us? Because I think these concepts can feel like they're very far away and they're very, um, they're very difficult to reach or to touch or to experience. But what I'm learning and what I started learning with AJ a couple of years ago was um, actually it can be quite a quick process. It's just about really feeling them, you know, like really, really, really feeling them. So I wanted to ask you these three questions. First question is, what does feeling your feelings look like for you? And another way to ask this would be, what is your experience of feeling your feelings? First of all, loved I, I, I love what you shared <laughs> and 100% could not 
I resonate with that deeply. Um, and what I will say about my experience with feeling my feelings is that for me, I grew up as someone who was very sensitive, a mm-hmm. lot of emotions, a lot of feelings, um, just picking up on feelings that some were mine, some weren't mine. And I had a very sensitive nervous system and I didn't really know what to do with those feelings. Mm-hmm. And I was very much called growing up. Like I remember just kind of being made fun of for being too sensitive mm-hmm. or like too emotional or being, you know, kind of like the hysteric child. <laughs> and a lot of those labels, like going back to shame, right? It created a lot of shame in me mm-hmm. that I didn't realize that I was holding around my emotionality and my sensitivity, which I now see as very much a gift and very much something that allows Mm -hmm. me to be deeply empathetic and allows me to be, um, you know, a good therapist in many ways. But as a result of all of that, I think I shut off my experience and recognition of certain feelings that I would feel negative feelings <laughs> so you know things that were happy things that were joyful things that were excitable even those to be honest sometimes I would kind of like dampen down my expression of them um but you know feelings like anger like shame like fear I would feel them so big in my body and I wasn't modeled what to do with them growing great up great point um, and I was also shamed, right? Shamed for feeling certain emotions. Anger was an emotion that was not culturally okay or acceptable in my family. So wasn't allowed to feel anger. But, like, we all feel anger. We all feel fear. We all feel these emotions. They're, they're feelings that we all have that, you know, are there to guide us. So I ended up um, just kind of shutting them off and, like, numbing them out. Whenever I would feel anger, I would just swallow it down into my body and it would just... I would just swallow it down and I would pretend that it wasn't there. (laughs) But what happens with, you know, and up anger is that it turns into rage. Um, And in many ways I would end up because I was numbing myself out from certain, from like a certain spectrum of my emotion. Mm -hmm. I ended up overcompensating to feel (laughs) in different ways Mm -hmm. through drinking alcohol, right? Through, um, feeling open and free and like quote unquote liberated when I had a filter, when I, when, you know, when my inhibitions were lowered because of drugs or alcohol and it was really, really maladaptive. So anyway, I fast forward to now it was really through doing the somatic work. So it was honestly, even at, after I went into the work of art therapy still total still didn't fully understand what like a feeling or like what emotion mm. really was in me that's honest you know i was like yeah like expressing your emotions expressing in color expressing in shape beautiful so important but i wasn't really actually attuning to what the source was that would actually allow me to effectively express through art and so it was really through learning somatics working with my nervous system, really starting to stretch my nervous system so that I could feel comfortable with the discomfort of Mm. shame, 
of fear, of anger, of guilt. Oh my God, I carried so much guilt. <laughs> that really moved through the body. So like, you know, going back to what you're saying, how do you feel your feelings? What does that look like for me? It looks like, it's so funny because like, I feel like there are all these terms that we use, like lean into your feelings, sit with your feelings. And it's like, what does that really mean? It's very I, like, I, like, I like want to use those terms. <laughs> what it really means is to like be with the sensations, like right, like to be with those sensations and like allow them to be there. Don't avoid them. Don't numb them out. Don't push them away. And just be there with them. Love them. Listen to them. Just like be there with the sensations, and then allow. You know, all all experiences are temporary, and those sensations eventually pass, even the really uncomfortable ones. So just allowing them to be there and then just noticing how they pass. And then when they do pass, that's the process of like feeling your feelings and like learning what you have to learn from them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. That's so. Thank you so much, by the way, because I could see you were closing your eyes and you were really trying to connect with the truth of what you were feeling, uh, yeah. which is exactly what we're trying to talk about. Um, it was so fascinating listening to you there because you mentioned about somatic work and um, it's as though you used your body or the somatics and the somatic work that you speak about to connect with that. So it was like the body was this kind of messenger. You, you started really using your body to get to like the lower, the truth involved in it because the body is, is a, it's kind of a path. I view it as like, it leads us there, you know, it guides us there. It might not be the, what we're trying to hold or, or the real expression that we want to release, but it really guides us there and it holds us. And, you know, and I think you beautifully described that there, that you used your exactly. body in that it's way. I, I, love, I love that it's a path. Um, it's also, yeah, I think of it like a vessel. It's like the, it's like the boat that holds all of the emotion. It's the boat that That's holds cool. your feelings. And it's like, mm. how do you unload the boat? It's like you tap into the body and then you, you know, use different ways to unload it. <laughs> like the process of like putting that emotion back on land. <laughs> it's such a random analogy. <laughs> like back on land and like, how do you do that? Um, you can do that through movement, you can do that through, I mean, like feeling your emotions, there are many ways that, you know, crying, yelling, screaming, um, wailing, <laughs> these are all sounds, but also, you know, writing poetry, there's also dance, there's art, yeah. um, there's, yeah, there's so many different ways that mm -hmm. we, it's really just energy, like how do you express energy, and that's kind of like the second piece to you know, when you feel your emotions, how do you, um, not resolve them, but how do you let them, let them free and learn what you need to learn from them? Mm -hmm. You also yeah. brought up for me the sense of concept of free will, that, you know, there was a bravery in what you just described, that you, you had the desire and the will and the free will, or you used your free will, um, to explore the discomfort. So, to me there now you brought up the fact that there has to be a desire or um, the use of that free will and bravery. I love that way of framing it. I think that, I mean, it's a thing. It's like when we have been conditioned in many ways to numb out our emotions or if we have experienced trauma mm. um, or certain just experiences in the body and the mind that, you know, make us 
fear discomfort or fear mm. pain, there are so many protectors, you know, protectors within us that will come out and, um, I mean, really our ego, <laughs> put it simply, our ego will come out and, um, make us feel scared of, scared to feel, really. It's back to what you're saying also about radical honesty. Mm. Like, how can you, need to breathe into this, how can you allow and trust that you can hold it? Mm. And like, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. That's what's kind of coming. It's like, I think a lot of us are just so conditioned not to trust ourselves. Yes, so and true. Like, feelings are a big part of, you know, how that, I think, comes forward. And the work of, like, feeling your feelings and learning emotional healing, it's a part of it is, like, self-trust. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. And you mentioned about radical honesty. And when you said that, it, there was this wash um, of a feeling across my body which was imagine a world where we all had a, you know even a minimal like a one two three percent increase of radical honesty like I just had this kind of yeah. even now when I say it again it's this goosebump feeling of like god imagine that and you know imagine an existence like that imagine the impact for each of us and this is actually perfect because it segues very naturally into like the second question which is how does that impact life if it was present or absent and so when we're talking about radical honesty and that feeling I had, it's like, what, what, how would it impact us? The second question, how does that impact life if it was to be present or absent? Ah. Mm. <laughs> My favorite topic ever. Um, honestly, I believe that feelings and emotions are at the core of our human experience. Mm -hmm. I don't believe that yeah. we can really connect with each other we can connect with the world we can connect with our reality we can connect with ourselves our soul like any of it if we don't have emotions like that's our feelings you know that's just it's how we are able to show ourselves it's how we learn it's how other people can see us you know to feel our feelings and to express them to know how to communicate them that's how Again, going back to the radical honesty, that is how we are able to learn vulnerability mm. and also learn authenticity, like to come back to vulnerability, I should say, and authenticity. Vulnerability in the sense of, yeah, when you can communicate, feel, be with your feelings and all of us in a world where we can all do that. Mm. Um, that means that we are all more empathetic. <laughs> we are all more, like all more connected. We are all more just attuned to each other. We can all understand that we are all human. We all have the same experiences, you know, we all have the same emotions. We're all going through just a very, we all live a human life and we all share so, so much. And one of the key things that we do share is the fact that we all share emotions. Um, and then the mm -hmm. authenticity piece I really do believe that feelings are our teachers, that they are our, our guides. Um, when we feel a feeling, I don't believe that we, it's not by accident, right? We feel a feeling, we have emotions because they are the way that we are, as you could say, subconsciously responding to our environment. 
And so when we can feel our feelings, we give ourselves the opportunity to align with what's right for us, what doesn't feel good for us, what feels good for us, what feels safe, what Mm -hmm. isn't safe. Uh, um, And so I think it's everything. (laughs) Like emotions and feelings are everything. Um, And in a world where we aren't feeling our feelings or with an individual, if we are, you know, really numbed out and really avoidant of our feelings, it ends up, you numb out just your experience of life and it Mm -hmm. disconnects you from people. It disconnects you from yourself, like I kind of already said. And, you know, I also think that, you know, emotions are a whole range. And if you are not able or if you're not giving yourself the permission let's say to find safety and feeling emotions that we find challenging you're also going to be numbing out your experience of joy mm-hmm. of happiness of very true connection of, of, of all of the beautiful things that you know we all desire to feel yeah emotions are everything i feel like yeah. i mentioned at the beginning about fear i think a big part of embracing this um this life it would be a very newness to our to our existence and would be working on our fears and I feel like people I view it as people would be very honest in the moment so communication styles would need to shift like passive and aggressive would be less appropriate and less required um and I feel like there'd be less projections because a lot of the kind of um, anxieties and fears and confrontations are often connected to projections. So people would have the opportunity to be really honest in the moment and then it passes because people aren't taking it personally or absorbing it in a way that it's not required or needed. So I feel like it would, it potentially could look quite chaotic and, and fear-driven, the thought of it, but actually really beautiful and freeing and yeah, just require less fear. I feel like yeah. fear is a big word that's coming up for me. As you were sharing that, I was like, well, the word that came forward for me was like colorful. <laughs> it would allow for, I feel like if we were all, like you said, like honest and we were all sharing, it would be a world that would feel, you know, like you said, chaotic. You know, you could see it as chaotic, but you could also see it as colorful. You could also see it as much texture. And something that I also feel called to add is, in our capacity to feel our own feelings, it gives us the opportunity to see ourselves in other people, mm-hmm. for others to also see themselves in us. Because mm-hmm. the more connected we are to our experience, the more, I'm just going back to the empathy thing, like the more we can have empathy and the more we can understand other people's experiences or projections or fears when they are brought up to us. You know, emotional intelligence and, like, being able to... I mean, we all just... The fact of the matter is we live in a world where we are social creatures and we are all having to interact every day. Mm-hmm. And so our emotions are inevitable. <laughs> and they can teach us a lot. And how we can learn to not only feel, but also work with our emotions in a graceful way to be able to like navigate our own emotions so that we can then hold space for other people like that's how we create peace in this world connection i am hearing when you were speaking what came to my mind is a lack of separateness and it actually kind of 
perfectly leads into the question three, which is how do we achieve it both individually and for the collective unconscious? So you've kind of mentioned this and what came up for me was this lack of separateness. You've already mentioned ego, but that was really beautiful and that, that does feel a part of it. That, that's a lovely way to start it. So how do you feel like we can achieve it individually and from the collective unconscious? Being open to it and being honest with yourself when you acknowledge it recognizing your ego <laughs> you know like we all have an ego our ego is there to protect us and like we need our ego but we can't allow our egos to drive our lives and like run the show the fact that we i guess in many ways unconsciously through histories generations have allowed for the ego to run the show and i think that when our egos are running everything and all of us are in this society that is so ego-driven, it... I'm losing my train of thought. <laughs> Come back to... Wait, give me the question again. It was, how do we have more of it in I, the individual? I kind of love this in a way because what, what's happening now is kind of it, isn't it? Like, it's exactly it. You, your sentence at the beginning was um, being open to it. And that's exactly what you're like. That's what you're doing, and that's what you're talking about, and that's what you're showing. And our body sometimes um, tries to guide our words and gets us away from our body. And and you mentioned I don't want to be political, yeah. so that's a perfect yeah. example of how we have all these very deeply rooted unconscious yeah. examples that that are somehow preventing our voice being authentic, right? And it's it's kind of in I the moment, and it's like and all of us practicing in the moment every time those moments of like feck it like you know like I don't know what I don't know what's going on here I don't know what I'm saying or like I don't know which one's real I don't know which one's truthful like where is it coming from because sometimes it's like untangling like untangling all these voices and some of them aren't really even ours you know some of them are someone else's like a powerful voice from when we were younger or a fear or something you know so I just think that what what happened there was kind of a perfect symbolism a symbolic moment so of it thank you for seeing that <laughs> and thank you for like holding that because I wouldn't have even like that would not have crossed my mind exactly like as I was saying that right as I was speaking I was trying to find the right words and I didn't want to you know I had a voice being like maybe don't go there people don't want to hear that yeah <laughs> you're, on, you're on someone's podcast like um <laughs> no thing. not and here like, that is exactly it like that's the shame piece right that's the fear piece it's mm. like and it's a constant learning journey and yeah you know like going back to feeling your feelings as I was losing track of my words what I was feeling <laughs> was a what I was feeling was like a slight like I could I could hear it in the back of my mind like oh no oh no you're losing your train of thought and I could feel in my stomach there was like a small pit for me mm. right? and so like attuning to that is a part of what it means to feeling to, to feel your yes. feelings um and that's what, you know, really the somatic work is all about, just as a little example. <laughs> yeah, I know, I love that. And how words, and maybe that's why we love art therapy and why we train, because words are beautiful, they're special, they're important, but sometimes they they can confuse the message and they can be, there's a manipulation sometimes in words and it can take us away from, from kind of the truth. I love yeah. the thought of feeling our feelings it's it's just being in it it's just it's not even overthinking it you know sometimes I feel like people feel that you have to be thinking about what you're feeling and 
the realities, it's just feeling it, it's just sit with it and allowing it come and there can be an instant freedom in that. Exactly. I, there's also what you bring up. There's a really big differentiation that we can make between like feeling our feelings, like you said, and intellectualizing our feelings. And yeah. a lot of us, just because of the way that we are wired, because of you know maybe anxiety that we have, when we feel a feeling, especially when it's uncomfortable or especially when it's attached to a certain narrative or, you know, something that we have insecurity around or fear around, mm. um, it will start to, like, that energy that really an emotion is, you feel in your body, it starts to, like, go upwards into your head and it's just... Mm you start to intellectualize it, right? And then you start to play out projections and your ego starts to create stories around what you're feeling. Yeah. But then by the time your ego is in play, that's cognitive distortion. And, you know, the story that you're telling up there isn't actually your feeling. And so how can you come back to the body and, like, feel the feelings? And those are your actual yes. feelings. Yes. Um, yes, I get I, you. I think a lot of us end up, like, thinking, like you said, about our feelings and that's important like we need to obviously reflect on our feelings and, and that's mm -hmm. how we learn the lessons from our feelings mm -hmm. um but that's not what it means to feel your feelings yeah the intellectualizing of of our feelings i suppose what i've learned as well recently is that's that's sometimes an avoidance strategy itself of feeling our feelings you know there's a safety in that we really honor like academia and like um, you know achievements and success and professionalism and all those kind of phrases and there, there's an avoidance in that for me now and even you know with the with the thought of feeling our feelings and the radical honesty that we've spoken about here like even for me to reflect there's so much people pleasing that occurs in avoiding feeling your feelings you know and an example of that is even in our dialogue and our kind of conversation here there's this natural sense like I think I've said a few phrases like, oh yeah, yeah, go on girl, or, you know, these little phrases, these little sentences that you say that you don't realise you're saying, but they come under the umbrella of like people pleasing or um, comforting someone else. And all of those moments, they're the moments to kind of catch and have that radical honesty, you know, and like have that, that genuine connection with what you're feeling. And the more we reduce yeah. those, the more we're inspiring ourselves to reduce those and inspiring others to reduce those. And it'll, you know, my thought about it is that they'll, they won't need to exist really anymore. There won't be a requirement for, yeah. for those people pleasing. And God, I mean, I don't know what that will feel like because I've never fully experienced it yeah. yet. I, to be honest, I, I will also say that I don't think I've fully, fully, fully experienced fully experienced I don't know maybe one conversation but I definitely as you can tell by this conversation right like those filters that I'll have on that I have on same here um it's yeah it's like it's it's programming that, that yes takes great words honesty vulnerability courage you know like it's also like there's some like there's also radical responsibility that also comes into play yeah. with how we start to like work with, to start to unpeel it. I'm like thinking of like an onion as you were speaking just now, I was like, 
it's like that classic metaphor of an onion. It's like we're all and we've got all of these like filters and layers that are like just wrapping us all up. And we're seeing the world through these filters. Other people are seeing us through these filters, through these layers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what would it be like for us to just peel them back, peel them back through, you know, our own healing, the work we do for ourselves. And for us to all be like, <laughs> for us to all be connecting from like the core of us. What do you call the core of an onion? Like uh, the, the bulb. I feel like the onion, I swear that came up in my training somehow as well. <laughs> Something about the onion analogy that it's like, it's so prominent. Yeah. Um, I love this. Look, I feel like this, this has been beautiful. Like I, I love the, the space that we just reached together in this conversation, which is owning up to the reality of how present it is that we're not always honest and true and real with what we're feeling in the moment. And, um, and I think that's just, that's, that's a beautiful conclusion to come to, I suppose, from the conversation. And it's been, it's been really beautiful listening to your thoughts on feeling your feelings. And I feel like it's a conversation, like I mentioned before that, that is coming up and I love that it's coming up, but I feel like it's going to, I hope it's going to explode more. I hope that we practice it more. Yeah. I think it is the foundation of the healing that we can do in the collective. Go back to the unconscious collective. Yes, true. Like feeling your feelings is, is the honest, it's the vulnerability and honesty that we can cultivate within each of us first that will then ripple out into, um, into the collective, we mm-hmm. call it. And that's how we create more peace and calm in this world <laughs> and togetherness in less, this world more and joy less suffering yeah thank you for this conversation it's i'm so excited to listen to the five other guests Me too. on on the show and like what they have to share i'm still digesting <laughs> that was the first time anyone has ever mirrored back me and held me in the experience of filtering and losing my thoughts mm. and losing my words it was beautiful I feel like I'm having a little bit of like a oh I don't know like oh like I, I do that really often and like now I'm like seeing it okay that's another layer that's another filter that we're that we're gonna look at I'm like oh okay <laughs> the programming like you said and the conditioning but that's the beauty that you're wanting and willing thank you for saying that and I'm so honored and delighted that I that I was part of that moment with you, but it was just such a perfect example of what you were describing. And, and I think that's the bravery that you're expressing. That's the bravery that you're showing as well with your online presence and why I feel, why I have so much respect for you at the moment because you're, you're being brave, you're showing up. And I remember at the beginning you mentioned, like, I'm nervous about this. I remember when you first started doing lives and stuff like that, um, Instagram lives, and you were so, oh, and you were gosh, so yeah. honest. <laughs> But that was, I remember it so clearly because that was such a moment for me of even connected to the subject, you know, and I really yeah. admire your honesty in this space. And I think, I think it's cool. Like, and today you showed up as well with honesty. So I really appreciate it. Oh. I've loved the chat. Thank you. Thank you. I love this so much. Thank you for seeing me in that way. <laughs> Thank you for seeing me as well. Should we saw each other? I really want you to create a question if you, that I want you to share with the next um, person that I'm chatting to in this series so a question for them what do you feel 
connects us to our humanity. Okay. I love it. <laughs> I'm so excited to see how your your online space grows and to see how you show up honestly and courageously there. And thank you for holding me in the space. Thank you for having me. I've loved this thank conversation. Thank you, Kate. Me too. <laughs> I feel feelings. I felt my feelings. Out out my chillings. Whoa. Feel our feeling. Chilling the chillings.